Rugby Podcast Debrief Away Edition. I'm Rob Murphy. Lindy McKenzie's chatting to James Connolly and Dara Leader right now. Shooting the breeze because Connolly's beaten Brief. Alan Deegan's here though. Yep, great win. Great win. Really good win because they were 19 3 down. My word. Will we just get straight into it? Go for it. Just to open the scoring for Connacht, we've just ticked into the seventh minute. Cardi with the right boot, just slightly to the right of the post. He struck that perfectly. Connacht are in front on their first visit to Breathe Territory. Not the first straight Breathe, we're at the better of the first three or four minutes, but really caught out there on a the little uh, technicality of being in front of the knock-on. And it's 3-0 to Connacht. Another stoppage in play, very stop-start game. Not a lot of fluidity to it. No, no, um, and, and they look very dangerous when they keep the ball in the forwards. Their backs aren't, aren't particularly dangerous from what we've seen so far, but um, we'd expect them to score from here. Yeah, throw towards the middle with the extra man in the pack. Their mall does look very, very clean too. Connacht again try and come through the side on it. Breathe, roll off, go towards the line. They're over the line. Have they got the try? Yes, they have. And I think it's Tajir, the hooker, who's got it. It most certainly is. Just talking about him. He's had a good start to the game. Garmin, as it is, an advantage coming Breeze way for that high tackle. Won't be any more than that because Marmin immediately let go once he realised he was high. Cross field kick, clever play from Laranjara. All the way onto that far side. They've taken it and they're going for the line. Healy's out there and he's made the tackle. The ball is forced out the side of it. You'd imagine the advantage will be over in a sec. Neves go for the corner. Connacht have missed the tackles. He's in for the try. Oh, that was too easy. Yeah, I think Peter Arkey missed the tackle. He tried to smash his man and he some beautiful footwork by the brave player I can't see who it was it's it was the first time the field, I think, but yeah. that's a disappointing try to let in he scored a try early on 14-3 to the home side 13 minutes to go to half time Connacht back to the full complement of 15 with the Muldoon sin been over but very much on the back foot and on brave goal still inside the 22 trying to work the short side Connacht really need to make some tackles here now their defence is creaking to say the least they're 5 metres from the Connacht line the home side a third try would be well, oh, you wouldn't say curtains, but you'd say possibly beautiful offload, as Alan said. Bamba is nearly in. He's held up. Another phase. They're over in the corner. The referee wasn't well positioned there. That was wonderful there. First of all, from Wakan Barutu, the open side who offloaded to Demba Bamba, the young new said They are playing some great stuff here, Bree. Down the bottom of the top 14, changing half their side. And these guys who are on the fringes making a bit of statement here against the Connick side who are giving away a lot of penalties. Still they go. They've had three or four phases around the fringes at the balance no, at the edge of the line. Now they get over the line and they get the try. Try number three. Connick absolutely in disarray now. John Muldoon's won the lineup, so Connick have a bit of front football. Masterson, there's the offload and on we go. Bit of a platform for Connick maybe to make something happen. Ball comes out again. Back inside to Tiernan O'Halloran from John Muldoon. That's a clever move. O'Halloran's going for the line. He's offloaded and Olsen Delan is in for a try. And just like that, after a dreadful first half hour, Connick are alive. Five metre line out to Connick. 30 seconds of the first half remain. Is Tiernan captain? Because he seems to go around making a lot of decisions. Yeah, it was, it was very much like he was captain there. He just said, go to the corner. It was quite, quite interesting. We'll see what, uh, what that means a little bit later. Muldoon is the target in the middle of the line-out. The maul is set. Breve get the initial shove on. Connacht have a steady maul, though. Now Breve will have to either pull it down or Connacht could be on the right track. Breve will come through the middle of it. That's legal, so Connacht need to come off the side. Kieran Marmion under the post. Breve go to sleep in defence. Connacht have another try. And by half-time, there's only going to be two points in this game when there were 16 points in it. The throw for Breeze is eight minutes shy of that line. They've got it towards the middle. They've set them all. And Connick are now trying to get the defence set up. 
They're driving towards the Connacht line, though. This is their strength. Connacht are driving them towards the touchline, but brief get over. There's the try. Another massive statement from their pack of forwards, and it gets them back in front. And it's a bonus point. That's the bonus point try for Brave, and you know they've had three of their tries. Of, actually, four of them, I suppose, in the in the in effect, have come from rolling balls like that. Here's Marmion. Here's Della Hunt, and they're going to lose about a meter in the ga- in the gain line, or are they going to get on the leg or get the leg drive going just to get on the front foot? It's not bad going from Connacht either way. There's the man we were just talking about, Arky Pitta Arky, as we're working on the pronunciations. That's what he's telling us to pronounce it as A H K I, and we got Bundyaki beside him, so. Quite the combo. Here's Jack Carty through oh, the gap. Right, right. Reeve went to sleep. Carty took advantage. Throws the dummy and he's going for the post. Jack Carty. Oh, that's wonderful. What a try. Connacht get back into this game that's just going from end to end. Of the uh, brief try. Here we go, Brief. Brief ball inside their own half of the field, just inside their own half of the field. A lot of hands go up that they received that pass. Walton Deland just knew which one was going to take it and smashed them. And we're talking about, you know, they're losing ground. They've now lost 12, 15 metres in two phases. And they've lost the ball. They've lost the ball. Turnover. Connor Carey, real overlap on here. Masterson gives it to Healy. Healy's trying to dance inside a couple of players. He does very, very well to set up the ball. Can Connor make something of this now? Back it comes. Good hands from Killian Galler along the line. Bundyaki skips. Della Hunt gives it out from Carney to O'Halloran. All the way out to the wing. King Keller is he at the corner? He's died for the line. He doesn't have a lot of room to work with. I don't know if he made it. It'll be a touch. Uh, well, line out to uh, breathe if it's not a try but that was brilliant Cardi skipping the pass to O'Halloran and O'Halloran found Keller out in the wing has he given the try? he's he given has, the try and that must have been straightforward of case of I need some evidence that there wasn't a try scored he's got the touchdown Keller wonderful finish from Keller in the corner what a move from Connacht after the Connor Carey turnover it's try number four bonus point secured I wouldn't say the game secured yet we've got 18 minutes to go but 35-26 with a conversion to come Tashir has had enough forwards. of offloads to uh, Johnson so he says I'm going to take it into contact this time that's probably the wise thing is steady things up now Brief got the break so this is the danger they're downfield they made 30-40 metres lovely step inside from Ugalde he passes in inside and they really are up to the edge of the 22 brilliant from Brief they're stopped just on the 22 Della Rue the uh, replacement scrum half was the man who was tackled this will turn the game right back against Connacht as they spread the ball across the back line Breaver going towards the corner one more pass might get the try they've got the try game on again nine and a half minutes to go in this contest and Connacht had the game wrapped up tick to 80 minutes now so this is the last play Connacht need to secure the ball Yep. Kick to touch, and they yep. have a quite a quite a significant result in the context of their entire season. It is; it's a it's a huge result. Like they've, they've never managed to beat beat Breve in Breve, but um, they do always like to play in France and do well over here. Muldoon, or was initially thought it was going to be Muldoon the target, and is he's got it. Back it comes. Marmion kicks to touch, and that is the full time whistle. Connacht have beaten Breve here tonight by 38 points to 31 scoring four tries and storming clear at the top of the group it'll be a blow to Worcester when they look at that result a little bit later this evening after their big win at home to INA because Connacht are in pole position to push on and welcome back to the post-game section of the podcast I guess it is but before we do that I was downstairs talking to first Kieran Keane and then Jack Carty Kieran, just to uh, start with, you, you're obviously going to be delighted with that result, 38-31. It's a bonus point win that just keeps you very much at top of the table. Yeah, no, it's thrilled for the boys. They they deserved it. Um, 
to go down by 19 early on. You know, it showed a bit of character, didn't it, to to keep calm and uh, and to build back into the game quite nicely. Um, so yeah, no, it's very positive. To start though, 93, as you said. I mean, Brief really just established a big, big foothold. I presume you had a look at a, a 16-point deficit and didn't feel it was in any way out of your hands just just at that moment yet. There was still a lot of work that you could do to get back into it. Yeah, no, the message at halftime was don't panic. Yeah. Um, uh, we felt they were a little brittle uh, on D if we kept the possession and, and kept, uh, kept calm heads. So, uh, no, it was good. It worked out well. There were signs of some really, really good rugby from Connacht. I mean, a couple of the tries were absolutely fantastic. The line from Tiernan O'Halloran to start with that led to Alton Delan's try. And obviously in the second half, Jack Hardy set up a lovely try and scored a great Yeah, no, all those things happened. And um, some of those boys really, uh, you know, they lifted their game. But, I'm, you know, I think the whole team mentally lifted their game uh, after, after that early uh, demise. Um, so... Yeah, look, to be honest, I thought we were up for it. Uh, We've taken a bit of a pizzling uh, from various sources and uh, I thought it was a pretty emphatic answer, actually. And in the the context of this competition, is this the chance for Connacht to make a massive impact this season or are you you very much looking at it both both ways? Because right now, it's it's a contrast to where things are going in the Pro 14, two defeats in the last two games of Pro 14. In this competition, Connacht are one of the top sides and one of the major challengers. Oh, well, that's, uh, that's, for me, that's the beauty of having the two competitions, you know, so... Hopefully one can generate, or well, this competition can generate a little bit of momentum for us in the, uh, the home derbies, which we're all looking forward to. And, um, you know, you can hear like, by the singing in the changing rooms and um, um, in the chat that, you know, the boys are pretty chuffed. Good on them too. They were disappointed with last week themselves, so I know you're saying they got the criticism from outside, but they were probably very critical of themselves as well. Will this turning point, do you think, lead to, to, lead to a real form change uh, going into what is a tough Christmas period? Oh, I, I, we needed something, you know, like, to be fair, we lost a couple of tight ones and, and we've had some tough calls um, all along the way and we didn't bleat, um, we haven't bleated at all, so... Um, no, I'm just pleased for them, and, and you know, I'm just pleased in the manner that they were able to to rally around each other uh, and bring it home. You must be pleased to a player like Gallagher coming in tonight. It's exciting for Connick fans to see a 20-year-old coming through from the academy and making a great impact in a big game. Oh, we've got some really nice young fellows in the academy, and uh, he won't be the only one coming through this year. So. Um, yeah, no, good. We're really pleased for uh, Killian, and he, he's he's been a great, great young fella around the traps, uh, around the uh, troops. Look, people are going to say next week, Breaver, Breaver going to have the advantage. Are Breaver going to come over and Connacht have all the advantage? Connacht going to be really strong favourites, but you really want to drive this home next week. Oh, I, well, it'd be silly not to try and create that momentum, wouldn't it? And and you know these these boys are really grounded. Uh, we know where we are and where we sit and it's just nice it's nice for them really to you know the effort and the and the attitudes and the hard work they've been putting in is it, it paid off for them tonight uh, 
It's not that easy to come over here, I suspect. Um, so good on them. Well done to them. Yeah. When you talk about, say, when you talked about courage in the last day, would you say that that courage is improving in the sense of Jack Carty had the courage to, to find that gap and to, and to go for it, whereas once upon yeah. a time maybe he wouldn't have? Yeah, well, that's, that's exactly what we've been talking about, and, and, and we talked about that uh, pre-match. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, great. it's great that they're uh, taking a few, of the, you know, a few of these things on board and, and profiting from it. How much do you think this might be a catalyst to, for the rest of the season? Oh, look, I think the chemistry of the team's coming together um, quite nicely. Um, we've been unflagging uh, and driving high standards, and um, and the boys are they're just enjoying it. So, you know, it's it's nice to be part of. What was the most pleasing aspect tonight for you? Do you think? Ah, uh, the comeback. Really, they're not panicking, and um, you know, I came in at half time. You could see uh, just by you know, they're all they're all sort of champing at the bit and trying to calm each other down. And uh, it was good, uh, I was confident they'd come back strong. Do you think, Breve, I mean, when you look at Breve and you look at them coming over next week, do you think there was slightly one dimension on the fact that you know their forward pack is, is big and bruising and and they play to that to the, they play to that strength? Yeah, although some of their midfielders carried really hard um, and and they got some flyers, so um, no um, no we won't underestimate Breve uh, at all at home. Uh, it'll be nice to be at home, to be honest. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been been a while. Yeah. Jack Carty, uh, first of all, congratulations. You try, you've kept your 100% kicking ratio going in Europe as well, which oh, is... This one. This oh, one, you did. This one for the <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, great, uh, great win by the lads. Um, you know, we it was, I suppose, our own doing there in the first half when we went behind um, a few of my two kicks uh, out in the fall and then uh, poor exit kick so it's about kind of getting rid of them errors um, if we'd done that I think we would have been in a better position but credit to the lads um, scraping to get back in um, to get back into the game and to come in at half time with them two tries was um, really positive for us yeah, that's, We were saying this in the commentary Jack I mean you stood out in the second half you took control of that game and that factor in the first half where you have those two errors that were costly how do you, how do you put that out of your head how do you manage a game like that? Um, yeah no I was like I was aware kind of the, the, the two but I was I suppose the thing that I had to had to move on for them I felt good uh, I'd made one go kick um, and turned them on that so it was just about I suppose really going for them um, the first one went off the side of my side of my right foot and just kind of sliced it so it's just about kind of not trying to not compound them there so it was good that the lads Marmo and the boys got us back into the game and lucky I had easy enough kicks to kind of keep the confidence up so um, it was easy to get them to come out in the second half we watch results, we watch what we see on the field, we see so little of what goes into a professional rugby team, but at the same time, those defeats, especially the loss in Zebra, and then you're 19-3 down underneath the post. It took a, li- a lot, as we've been using the word, cur- a lot of courage to come back from that position, 16 points down. Uh, yeah, definitely, but look, it's, it's going to be no different from other weeks. We kind of say the same message, um, and I think it was, <coughs> I suppose, we, we spoke about not going into our shells if that was to happen. Um, there was a few lads mull. Bundy and Marmo talked really well underneath the sticks and then the messages from messages from above 
we're the same. So I suppose it's just about sticking with what we're doing and then um, I suppose keeping them pinned back in their own half because you know with typical French teams when they get on a roll, uh, it's really it's quite hard to stop them. This competition this year has just worked out quite well for Connacht because it's given you a chance to regroup. You really want some momentum now into the home games after three weeks on the tra- on your travels. These are two big home games. Yeah, definitely. Um, look, we'll we'll take stock tonight. Breathe again next week. Uh, I think Worcester had a good win today, so it's still wide open to play for. So um, we'll regroup tonight. Look at a few things, a few things in the first half and at the start of the second half that we we, we shouldn't be doing. Um, like as I said, if we kind of clear them exits in the like we messed up in the first half, uh, we'll go a long way in this competition. This team seem in great spirits. The lads seem to really feel like things came together today, and it's probably some of the best attacking rugby you played in the last couple of months. Uh, yeah, I suppose it's a thing we've been trying to do that for the last couple of weeks. Um, when we I suppose having Wundy and the lads outside me there today was it was, it was a big help. Marma went inside of me, so uh, it, it's been the same kind of. Last week we tried doing that. We were unlucky with a few things, so it's about sticking to what we do in training. And, and a couple of things, one of our set, uh, set piece maps came off with Tiernan. Um, and I suppose it's just about keep doing them during the week and then hopefully they can come off the weekend. Well done. The fans there gave you a great reception at the end. They're very, very proud of the effort you put in. Yeah, no, it was a great kind of clan um, amount of support over here. So fair play to them for travelling over so so close to Christmas. Um, it's really appreciated by all the lads. And there's a couple of them in town there today who are in, in good spirits from last night. So uh, no, it's really appreciated them, them making the travel over and being so vocal they were on the pitch there today. Okay, back here underneath the stand, we're in the tunnel where the dressing rooms are. Connacht players, last of which are leaving. Breathe players with their bags and wheelie bins and everything are leaving as well. Lots of noise. Anyone who's listening have just heard me forget that Jack Carty missed the last conversion. I was like, Jack, has a 100% kicking ratio in Europe going? Jack had the look of a man who was just like, really? Really? You're going with the wrong statistics? Yeah, yeah, he'd been kicking so well all night, but um, yeah, eventually got bits one was a particularly difficult kick. It has to be said. He wasn't. He, wasn't, uh, he was a bit confused. But Jack Hardy isn't the type who, who forgets his stats. He knows his stats. Well, he's also brutally honest, doesn't he? <laughs> 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 See ya. Bye. See you, Joyce. Um, no, he was he was honest about it. He knows himself. He's no better critic than than himself, you know. And that's the way they have to be, in, in, you know, in this professional environment. So. You know, he admitted the mistakes he'd made, and uh, but fair, fair juice. How are you, Bundy? How are you doing? Well played, Bundy. Good. Well done, lads. Well we won't bring you on the podcast. Well done, Alton Delan. Well done, Alton. Yeah, take we won't care. take a hug. We're all right. <laughs> so I like hugs. <laughs> all right. I think that's almost all of them gone. You and I were downstairs chatting to Kieran Keane. What was your thinking on Kieran Keane's reaction there? Karen Keane is obviously delighted for the players um, that they have they've got this one and they've put a couple of bad weeks behind them. Delighted for the players, delighted with de- delighted with their ability to turn around at half time and compose themselves. And I think that was the word he used: just you know, keep calm, compose yourself, and keep doing what you're doing. I mean, obviously they had to cut out the mistakes, which they did. He's he's a happy man, not getting carried away, but he's a happy man for the for the players, um, and you know, Karen isn't the type of person who gets who gets too carried away with 
with with you know a lot. He's very kind of feet on the ground. Yeah, that said, actually, yeah, it's not that he's it's not that he isn't going to be high on emotions, but at the same time, there's a kind of a a lot of talk goes into his 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 reactions to everything. And it was funny he mentioned the dressing room. You mentioned that he came in there and he was very happy to see how the players had dealt with the 19-3 deficit, how they were focused on making sure that they got right back into the game in the second half. Absolutely, and you know, even with the interview with with Jack Carty there, you know, when he said that you know they're not getting carried away, Um, and even Kieran Keane says, you know, that this it's not like this is going to kickstart the season because it would be a turning point necessarily. It's just the fact that things are now slowly starting to come together, and he's very pleased for the players. I'm going to be a bit controversial here. Could we get too carried away with something like this? Because I mean, you know. Brave weren't great tonight. Defensively, they're quite poor. We've seen examples already this season of us, you know, reaching some peaks in Europe and maybe not carrying it through enough. I know we did beat Munster straight off to Europe the last time, so maybe I'm wrong there. I don't know. Do you know what I'm trying to say here? Brief. Tw- what three players from last week's top 14? No, it, it's it's more a case of the attitude. It was more a case of what they were doing and how they were doing it, and and the fact that you know, as as I I think I mentioned earlier on, you're 19-3 down. You're on a losing streak. Mm-hmm. And you still have the faith in the systems that are being put in place. You have the faith in that you've been told to go out and play your own game, look for space, you know, look what, look at the heads of rugby that's going on. See, see, you know, don't just play it to simple patterns. Go for your patterns, but if it's not working, adjust. See what's happening. See what's happening in front of you. Play the game, heads up, ball in hand. Use your skills, and don't be afraid to make good decisions. Don't be afraid to make decisions. You know, if, the, if things aren't set up the way they're meant to, doesn't matter. Keep playing. Keep playing the game, and that's what we saw tonight. We haven't seen much of that this season. We saw an awful lot of it tonight, and we talked about Jack Carty. I thought his, you know, that was the best game I've seen him play in a long time. I think the attitude. You're absolutely right about the attitude. You know, last couple of weeks, particularly last week, I think it was the breakdown. Very slow to the break. Done. You know, the, the, that was they turned that around. You know, um, they had to fight obviously against that big physical pack, and they did. But I think what was was most pleasing was was the whole attitude, and to see. I mean, just isn't it wonderful just to have Bundy back in the side to to take to take the lead in everything that he does with such enthusiasm and gusto and the tackles that he puts in. And it was quite interesting to see him now dovetailing with with um, Peter. Arky, as I'm saying, as William was told by Peter himself to pronounce it, although the Connacht Press Officer Brendan today was just saying, yes, I thought he said Arky to me, so trust us, we're working on this, but we're pretty confident it's Arky. Arky, yeah. Arky yes. I think it's just it's the way the H is pronounced. It sounds a bit like an or, so it's kind of Arky. Yeah, Arky. Mm-hmm. Were you just saying how they don't? Yes, um, they look quite exciting, you know. Today, nothing. It didn't always work out, mm-hmm. but um, I thought the backline actually played played well. Um, I think the lead up to one of the, to the third try was defensively concerning. I mean, Matt Healy had trouble taking down the guy, but there was a couple of other missed tackles as well. So I think that would have been a concern of mine. But I think, I don't know about you, so you, myself, in the commentary, myself and Alan both kind of went, like I, I was saying, I think it was me that was saying that, you know, 16, 16 points down, but you wouldn't say this is over yet. And you did point out, no, but conceded another score and it was. How did you feel at 16, did you, 19-3, did you think, oh, this is going to be a bit of a disaster now? No, I didn't think it was going to be a disaster because you could see that this you could see that they were a little bit vulnerable in certain in certain places defensively. If if you could get line speed and get good go forward ball, you could also see that they were there was a lot of times when they were down with injuries and 
you know, they looked like they might not be quite as, as fit, possibly, yeah. as what Connacht could be. So I thought the next score after halftime was going to be crucial. And if they had got that score, it, 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 might, have, it might have been enough for them. And it might have just, the heads just from Connacht maybe might have dropped a little bit. But no, it didn't work out that way. So... It was another turning point too in the second half because Grieve hit that try back when we had all the momentum and we just didn't see that coming and it was probably the best execution of all their moves. It was the most clinical and then you're like, okay, now what? And Connick hit straight back. I think they got a penalty. No, they got, did they get a try straight after? It was, yes, they got a tr- converted try underneath the post. It was Jack Cardi's try and it was Cardi himself just taking control of the game. It was and as I say, it, it, it's all well and good scoring. But if you're scoring and you're puffing and you're panting and, you know, William, William Texas and told us that the, the big prop uh, Bamba at halftime was interviewed as he went off the field and he could barely take a breath in between speaking that he was absolutely in bits and he came off the field five, six minutes into the second half. We have to get to the end of the podcast. A couple of things. One, I always forget to take, take, thank Supermax who do a lot of sponsorship of our commentaries and go away at different points. But also at the plaza in Lockray, they let us park our car there every time because that's where we all meet because I now live in the motorway connected part of the tomb and we always appreciate the fact that they help us connect. You know, so we sometimes have to leave a car there, and it's much appreciated. Moving swiftly along. Yeah, great win for uh, the Eagles today. This is your any other business. It is. This was any other business, and apparently, it's the first win by the Eagles since 2014. Jeepers in, in that competition. Matches. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Simon, uh, who is also tidying up uh, the statsman or the statsman, the video man for Connacht, who everyone forgets about doing his work he's as much uh, stuff to tidy up and clean up and he's gone I said to him are you going to go back and do some video analysis tonight he says no no I'll go to bed and get up at five and oh okay <laughs> I, I think I do lots <laughs> no, I think that was a really I think that was a really important one actually yes. for the Eagles because it's essentially a lot of academy players with players from the the senior side that you know haven't either returning from injury or uh, you know I'm missing and just need some some game practice and I think it's a, it's a hugely important one and noticeably in Kieran Keane's interview today when we were talking about young Gallagher that how he he did mention that we might see more of the academy players this season and I think that is possibly um, the way maybe he's looking, working to go forward to develop players, younger players, um, because heretofore we haven't really seen a lot of academy players playing in the senior team. So I think that's a really, it's a, it's a very important win for the this team um, with so many of the senior players involved and the academy players. Yes, and not to mention the fact that we've got so many injuries to kind of sort out and a big, big game's come up and the Ulster game is looming on the rise and I'm confident they can win against Breve next week. Then Ulster, so much yep. to hope for. I think if they can come off the two wins from this, it could be Ulster could be like the Munster game coming off Europe the last time and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's, been, it's been not too bad a December in response to the Zebra game. Exactly, and I wouldn't talk, you know, we, we talk about how many injuries. We're nowhere near the injury level we had a couple of years back. Okay. You know, like you know, we were going to. If you remember, it, it was this. I think it was this round a couple of years back. We went to Newcastle with one player short. You know, and, and we're not we're not short today. And it was great to see a young man like Killian Gallagher do so well and have such an effective game. And maybe part of the reason for that is the fact that Kieran Keane 
in his first season has been changing the team around quite a lot. And he did say he, he wasn't settling for just what he perceived was the, the, his first 15, mm. that he was going to give everybody an opportunity to, you know, to shine or... You know, and I think that's possibly why there haven't been as maybe as many injuries because the team has been changing quite a lot. You look at the stats on this competition, and we get your any other business, Henley. But like, this is my any other business, right? Look at the stats of this competition, and look at the odds on who's going to win it. You're looking at Gloucester, Poe, Newcastle. They're teams that connect any day of the week in the sports ground will feel they can be, right? That's my first point. My second point is I've seen tougher competitions in the past. That's where I'm getting at. If Connacht were to top their pool. If they were to top the pool with six wins, which is not beyond the bounds of possibility at mm. this point in time, you certainly fancy them at home to Oina and Breve. Now you're talking that Worcester away game. All of a sudden, home quarter final guaranteed in that sort of scenario. Top two seeds, home semi final. Am I right in thinking Bilbao is possible for this group of players, despite their troubles this season, despite the lot of development that still has yeah. to come? Yeah, again, you've got the core of a championship win inside there. The absolute core is still there. Um, so there's no reason. And again, you saw it a couple of times tonight. The, the confidence in which they showed that, that you know, th- there are guys who are full of confidence. You look at Kean Callagher tonight and like, wow, there's a guy suddenly come back and has confidence and is, is going and taking on his man, taking his on his man on the outside, which he hasn't done for a while and really going for it. You've Matt Healy, who hadn't been playing great rugby up to, up to now and that was a cracking game tonight. I thought he was really, really good, apart from the, the, the one missed tackle, which I think he mistimed. Um, Ella Hunt came back from a disappointing effort last week great performance Uh, Delan actually played quite well last week we were saying afterwards but played superbly well tonight as well so just back to his best that's a positive yeah it's very hard to to find negatives in in that I know you know you're you're looking at the scores and whatever but it was really top 14 style rugby that they were playing to get their scores you know big men putting pressure on forced penalties kick the ball to the corner and maul over you know that's what you're that's what they were looking for any other business, Lily? Of course, the women. Mm. Yeah, but you know, um, obviously we only know the result. We don't know, you know, much about the game. I'm sure they went into it with um, knowing that it was going to be difficult against the champions, um, and all is not lost. You know, I think I think last week's possibly may have been an emotional high for them, might have been emotionally draining for them, beating Leinster for the first time. So, Munster, sorry, Munster. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, and so, you know, that might have been emotionally draining for them to go up then to, to play the champions. No, I think they, they did very well. The scrum was going very well. The, the Leinster women had a Facebook page. Where I got a bit of a, a stream on our very dodgy Wi-Fi in the hotel. Um, but it was only a try in the last minute that, that took the game away from them. Danny was tweeting out there for... For, for us he was up at the game he said he was really impressed with the quality and how well we played a couple of people didn't didn't quite hit their straps today um, but the forwards played really well um, did a lot of did a lot of good stuff but just couldn't get over the try line at, at, at critical moments then Leicester came back and scored a try with three or four minutes to go which took the losing bonus point away which is going to be very important Munster play Ulster tomorrow and then um, Connacht have a, the, their game the following week Connacht Munster win tomorrow then you know it, it'll depend on what results happen after that whether if Munster get a win and then kind of get a bonus point they still have a chance of winning the championship OK as we finish let me just say thanks to William back home for engineering so much of our trip organising loads of it doing lots of stuff booking us a Nissan Micra instead of a Opel Mo- Mocha the last time we were here and we're just wondering you know William why did we get downgraded to a Micra but I will say this about the Micra surprisingly impressive car 
I don't care how impressive it was the last time I was... Tiny, though! But it's, tiny. it's good time. It's tiny, but the last time I went and, and I was with William, we had a, we had a Nissan Qashqai. You know, so we go, from, when William's with us, we get a Qashqai. William's not with us, we're in a Micra. Mmm. Questions, as, as for, you know, what restaurant to go to, I was told by certain people who are standing beside me here what the best restaurant they'd been in. They couldn't remember what it was, so I got into Paki. Oh, yeah, I know the one, says Paki. Text me the name. It wasn't the same one. No, we found the other one when we walked out of that one, walked down two blocks. So lots of criticisms. That's enough of that. It's Le Grain de Sal, Packy. Yes, Packy. Next time, we will go. And it is your fault, Packy, because you're not here. Exactly. And I'm putting it on the podcast so that we do know the name of it oh, next yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty much it. We're winding up to the end. What? One more thing that, that we've we forgotten. I, I, I couldn't remember his name, so I've been sort of madly going on the phone. Dave Howard. Is the new strength and fitness conditioning guy, and he's made a big difference to Connacht this season. But with players coming back from injury quicker, not as many players getting injured, and also their general level of fitness on the field, invariably Connacht finished stronger. I think a big, big plus to him, and I think we need to go and get an interview with that man. Sounds like a bit of work. Hope you're enjoying the podcast, folks. Do you think we're going to stop at Christmas? Are we hell? Another midweek podcast coming up in a few days' time. Then we'll be back for brief, and then we've got lots more to get through Christmas. It's all fun and games. Connacht are going well in Europe. That's it from us. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. Au revoir. Au revoir. Ah.